Good morning, church. What a blessing it is to stand before you today to read the Word of God. This week, we continue to celebrate Advent through studying the Word made flesh. Jesus Christ is the Word of God, the light of life. Jesus desires to have a personal relationship with you, filled with light and love. Please read John 1, 1 through 14 with me as we continue to worship the Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things that are made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as the only son from the father, full of grace and mercy and truth. The grass withers, all flesh is grass, and all is, its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God will end forever. Thank you. Thank you, Carl. Good to have you back. Good to be with everybody this morning. Merry Christmas, everybody. It is a joy and an honor to worship with you this morning. I want to remind you, uh, everybody needs a card and a pen. There should be one on every chair if you don't have one with you. Uh, we're going to actually have an interactive aspect of the service uh, in the midst of the, this short homily. I'm going to ask you to write some things down. At the end, we're going to come up forward and make an exchange. And we all need to make an exchange in here today. Uh, this is a heavy season for a lot of folks. Uh, what? Hallelujah, says Callan. Raise your hands. We're getting a little presbycostal up here already. Yeah, if you need a card, there should be plenty laying around. Uh, we can share with each other too. Um, but it is a heavy season for many people. Christmas uh, can be difficult. Uh, reflecting on the, uh, the loss of loved ones, um, the difficulty and divisions that are in families. Uh, there's a, a major season of depression right now, and just socially and societally, uh, there's a lot of darkness, and that can weigh heavy on people. Uh, my hope is that as we look at the Word of God today, we celebrate the light. Uh, that we wouldn't be afraid of the light. You know, children, uh, when they're little, they're afraid of the dark. Even when they're hiding, they want to have a little sliver of light. Some reason, when 
children grow to be adults, they're afraid of the dark, and they don't want the light to shine on them. Uh, we think that being exposed or uh, the moving from our comfort that we've had, just being in darkness or despair, uh, that that is an easier thing than just coming in the light. This morning, God wants you to encounter him personally, freshly, in his word and in his work, that you might welcome the light in your life and in your living. So before we study the word of the Lord, let's go to the Lord of the word in prayer. Will you join me? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love, that you have ripped us as Christians from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of light, that you are light and that you have given us and shown us the marvelous light that is the love of Jesus Christ. We pray Holy Spirit, that you would touch hearts, Lord, for those that don't know your light and they don't know you as light, that you would give them faith. For those of us that do know you and that we are children of the light, would you give us a freedom, a childlike faith to celebrate the light? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We are going to look briefly at John 1 this morning. Uh, the climax of the section that we read is verse 14. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Uh, in the context of this passage, specifically verse 4, we are uh, shown who this Word made flesh is. He is the light of life. Do you see that in verse 4? He's the light of life. And in verse 5, we're reminded that the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now, listen, John 1 in particular, and the whole gospel of John in general, is exciting to read. And the names of Jesus, the descriptions of Jesus that are all through this chapter, are just will elevate your spirits. At the end of the chapter, Jesus is referred to as Jacob's Ladder. He's referred to as the king of Israel. He's referred to as the rabbi. He is acknowledged twice as the lamb of God. At the beginning of this chapter, he is called the creator of the world. And we're going to focus on the last two descriptions that we just read. He is the word of God and the light of God, the light of life. And you know, this light shines in a way that it overcomes darkness. Darkness cannot stand with the light of life that is Jesus Christ. So if you were in darkness today, allow the victory of light to touch your heart. Now, there's two ways we're going to see the Word made flesh, the light of life. First is the light of creation. Look at the descriptions with me in verse 3. All things were made through him, and without him not a thing was made that was made. Jesus is the light of the world, the word that called light into existence. He is the creator, the light and life of humanity. Now, how can we understand this, and how can we appreciate it? I thought I'd tell you a brief story. Uh, this, this week, I, I, uh, I was thumbing through some uh, illustrations, and, and I've been wrestling with one. I landed on it in particular. Uh, it's about NASA. And I'm going to tell you right now, I saw a guy the other day. He was wearing a mask, 
uh, uh, you know, a health mask, a COVID mask. And in the front of the mask, it said NASA. And it was all orange and it, all capital letters, N-A-S-A. And I was like, this guy is going to be excited about what I'm going to tell him. And I went up to him. I said, hey, man, I know what's happening next week. He was like, what are you talking about? This guy's a total stranger, by the way. I, I said, I know that the Webb telescope is launching on December 24th. He was like, what are you talking about, man? I said, uh, the Webb telescope, only the greatest thing since a Hubble telescope that's going to look deeper into space, that NASA is becoming like born again and relaunching like the finest technology like that we understand. He's like, I just kind of like the old NASA stuff, man, like the new NASA stuff. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. The true story. NASA man, if you're here, I forgive you. But listen, this week on Christmas Eve, you're going to hear a lot about this. The, the Webb Telescope, it's, it's called the James E. Webb Telescope because James Webb is a guy that's been pivotal even in the old NASA stuff, okay? Most notably, he led the Apollo team. You've seen the movie with Tom Hanks. It's based on a true story. And it's going to be launched to see into the depths of space. Just, just billions of light years further than we've ever been able to see. Now, if you go to the NASA website, it describes the task of the Webb telescope in many different details. But one of them grabbed me in particular. The Webb telescope is described as having the goal of looking back in history. You say, well, you know, I, I thought a telescope would look into space. What do you mean it's looking back into history? Well, here's what it means. You see, space is understood to be expanding from a certain center. And the thought, the hypothesis is that if you can look deep into space, you can begin to see the earliest formations of galaxies and stars and planet formation in all the universe. How? By studying light. Here's what the NASA website says to a quote. The universe is now 13.8 billion years old. The light from the first galaxies have traveled about 13.6 billion years over a distance of 13.6 billion light years. A light year is the distance traveled by light in one year. Get this. How far is that, Mitchell? It is 5 trillion 880 billion miles a year. To put that in perspective, it takes eight minutes from the light of the sun to reach earth. But light can travel in a year 5,880,000,000 miles. Back to the website. Listen, since it takes light as long to travel from there to here as the distance of light in light years, we can say that when we look at an object that is a million light years away, we see it now here as it was a million years ago there. Get this, last line. So looking deep into space is looking far back into time. Do you hear that? Looking in space 
is looking far back in time. You see that picture of the Webb telescope? Those are actually gold-plated mirrors. It cost $10 billion for 10 years of looking back into time through studying light in space. Now, NASA masked man, he had zero appreciation for this. I mean, I really tried to share it in an animated way. But you know what I find to also be true? That the church of Jesus Christ has zero appreciation. That the word that spoke all the universe, all the stars, all the galaxies, all the planets into creation, that light of all of history in all time has come. He is the light of the world. And I stand before the church. I'm like, hey, Mass NASA man, don't you care? Well, I just like, you know, that old Christian religion stuff, you know? I just like going to church, keeping it safe, man, you know? In the light of the world, he wants to fill your heart, to, to fill your mind, to fill your life and to transform places of despair to delight, places of death to life, places of difficulty to beauty, taking your struggles and making strength, taking ashes and making glory, because that's what the light of the world does. He is the light that stands outside of the tomb in uh, John chapter 11 and speaks to a man who was dead in darkness and says to Lazarus, come out. And he moves from darkness to light, from death to life. That is the Jesus that is the light of the world that comes to us. So church, I ask you to be honest with yourself. Where are places in your life, in your mind, in your heart where you need to personally appreciate the power of the light of the world, the word made flesh that has come to you. Take the card, and would you write on the left side a personal place where you need to experience the power of the word made flesh, the light of the world? I'll tell you what I wrote. I need the light of Jesus to shine. I've had a tendency the past few weeks, months, to get discouraged because of my circumstances. I've, I've had a tendency uh, to have a lack of patience because I have this unhealthy, worst way of wanting to control things. I've got three other things on here that are none of your business. But my prayer is that the light of life will shine personally. Here's the thing about the gospel. When the light comes, it's never for us to hold on to. It's like the moon. You know, the moon offers no light of its own. It's just so dead that it reflects the light of the sun. So in the same way, when Christians move from death to life, we're dead folks, renewed, resurrected by grace that shine the light of the love of Jesus Christ in the most difficult places. That's why we've known this as a kids. Kids, can you help me here? Uh, this little light of mine, you've heard that song? Hide it under a bushel? No. Hide it under a bushel? No. no. I'm going to let it shine. And so the whole gospel is that we receive the light personally and we share the light 
socially. And that's when we look at this passage briefly, we, we see it clearly, even as we heard read over us, all these passages of the, of the purpose of the light. Verse six, a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light. You see, those that are called to God by God are, kind of, are called to show light for God through our love. God's chosen means of shining light and darkness in this world is through his people who have been called into the marvelous light. We get to proclaim his excellencies. Just like we read in John 1.14 that the word became flesh and dwelt among us, Eugene Peterson said it moved into the neighborhood, so also the incarnational love of Jesus is shown in the light of those who belong to him. Who or where are you called to share light? That's the other half of the card. Where do you need to experience the light personally? That's the first side. The other side is where are you called to show light socially? Now, I get to, uh, as a pastor of First Press, I receive credit all the time for ways that you all are showing light and love. <laughs> a few things from this week, I the past couple weeks, I had someone say, you know, we have a friend going through a very difficult time. It was a member of First Presbyterian Church that sat with them and was able to be a light for them. I had a, a, a ministry leader in town. He literally wrote me and said, I've been leading this ministry for 12 years, and it wasn't until I had members of First Presbyterian Church do this service thing for their staff. I never had that happen before. You guys are a true light in this city. I see it and I hear it all the time because we're a light. That's who we are. But God has given you a specific burden. There's specific people in your life. There are family members. There's a neighbor. There is a part of our city that God is calling you to share the light of his love. There is a place of division. There is a relationship that is divisive. There's a person that's difficult. And I want to encourage you in faith to write it down. Write it where? Write who? And in an act of faith, I'm going to encourage you to come and make a great exchange. Light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It cannot overcome it. And God's grace compels us to make an exchange. So personally, where do you need the light and the love of Christ? Take it. I'm going to ask you to come up here with your card. We have a basket somewhere. And you're going to exchange. It's down here. You hide it from me? Thanks a lot, Mike. You're going to drop your card in here. And it's just a prayer offering. And then you're going to, someone's going to be standing here. We're going to have Connie on this side and Carl on the other. And they're going to give you light. And you're going to make the exchange personally of, of turning in where you need to experience the light of Jesus. Practically, you're going to grab a light to signify the light that Christ wants to shine in your despair, shine in your discouragement, to, sign, to shine in your darkness. And then where you want to be the light and shine the light, we're going to ask you to come and light one or two or 
two candles, three candles. And just as a prayer, pray, Lord, help me be a light and make that exchange. You're not walking back to your seat with a candle. This candle is not for you to have. And I know that's the same service where we started collecting the offering again. They're not giving out candles this year. Man, things must be bad. No, it's not. All right. This is an exercise, personally and practically. So I'm going to ask Connie and Carl, and if we need more lighters, we have extra candles if you feel led to help. But I'm going to ask everyone to bring a card forward. And it might be a little chaotic because we're not going to do it like normal. But you know what Callan's offering is today? Callan wrote a song for this service. And he's going to play it while you prayerfully participate. Thank you. While you prayerfully participate. And uh, everybody here has an offering. Everybody. So let me pray for us. And then we're going to, as we're hearing his song and meditating on the words, we're going to come make an exchange. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you are the light of the world and we have the freedom to confess that too often we're like the masked NASA man. We minimize the power and the majesty of your grace and your provision as the light of life. I pray for everybody in this room that they would experience the power of your light, the exchange of receiving light and the opportunity to give light through this simple exercise. Lord, would you have mercy and meet us freshly in Jesus' name, amen.
去。